Tribe Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to help elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debate with some fun sprinkled in. We dive into all things lifestyle, health, and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your healthiest, happiest life. Hello Tribe, so today we have a guest with us. Her name is Lisa Burke and she is the author of Reclaiming the Wounded Soul and is also a spiritual teacher certified in Hatha Yoga, Kundalini Yoga and meditation. She has developed her wisdom for wellness and personal transformation through 20 years of individual and professional growth. She guides others through her programs in her yoga studio, Danu Yoga Center in Dublin and through her online resources via her website, Yoga Soul Academy. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much, Sam and Emily. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So would you like to give us a bit of a kind of background story as to who you are, how you got into the things you're, you're doing now? Sure. Um, I've, I suppose I've always been into yoga, well not always, but in my early 20s, um, I was working actually in the print industry. I was a graphic designer and I moved from graphic design into more the customer services side of things. And I started doing a degree at nighttime, um, a management degree. And um, around the same time, I'd also met my husband. Um, it was my husband at the time, but <laughs> we had met and he was... He had invited me out for a hike, so we started hiking, and he's also a karate instructor, so I started doing karate with him, and I was running. So I was doing a lot of high-activity stuff, so I guess I started, I did my first yoga class, and I just absolutely loved it. I just felt amazing after it, and I came home, and I remember having my best night's sleep ever, and yeah, I just kept coming, I just kept coming back, so I suppose that was my first introduction in my early 20s into it and I just I I didn't stop I loved it and I just continued it you know what type of yoga was it that you first done so it was happy yoga to begin with so it was a good traditional style and um, nice gentle stretches and the teacher had at the time I suppose he introduced me to the breath of fire which would have been an unusual breath I suppose to practice um, in happy yoga and I absolutely loved it. It just blew my mind. It was really powerful breath. And I didn't realize at the time that it's very much a central breath um, in Kundalini Yoga. Uh, so I suppose that started a little bit of a fire in me. It is the breath of fire. So it definitely set a little bit of a fire inside of me. Yeah. I, lo- I love breath of fire. I've done that quite a lot as well. And it just makes you feel so good and like so oh. fired up. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Well, I've, actually, I've, it's one of the breaths. I've done a YouTube um, video on breath of fire because it is, it's one of the breaths. I, I really believe, um, you know, in, in having practices, small, short practices that change your state very fast and get you out there. Because, you know, I, you know, it's wonderful if you have your time to plan your Lululemon and roll out your mat and you have your candles lit and you have an hour and a half to spend stretching. And it's wonderful to do that. But unfortunately, a lot of us are just get up and go. We have the kids to manage. The life, life is busy. So I love these practices that you can do three minutes and you get your head set for the day. You know, like three minute breath of, breath of fire is just a brilliant way to start your day. It's part of my morning practice every morning. It's like I just like having your little 
you know, a little juice shot or something, you know, it gives you a little bit of a boost and a great start to the day. It sets your head, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like I try and do it as often as I can as well. When when I remember, sometimes I forget, but when I always do, I always feel so much better after it and just you can just feel your body's just like ready like for the day. Okay. yeah absolutely and actually it's funny um you know with colds and flus i know i started developing a cold last last week and um i just i do loads of breath of fire because i find it keeps the lungs clear so it doesn't drop into the lungs you know the way colds normally sometimes drop into the throat the chest i find the breath of fire kind of keeps it keeps the lungs clear and the head a little bit clear so you don't go down into that kind of big deep hole you know is it not really hard though because I feel like if I tried to do breath of fire this week I was like I would need a towel in front of me (laughs) well you know what Sam better out than in that's what I say if you're doing it in a room there's no one else around you go for it (laughs) get your towel and just go for it I don't care at least you're getting it out honestly it's better out than in because that's in your head when you think about it all that gunk you know it's like when you're doing the breath of fire it does clear it absolutely does so yeah get a ton of tissues but okay. just yeah. or get into yeah, the yeah. shower <laughs> going away so maybe that's what i'm gonna try today then see, see how Ooh, let me know how you get on <laughs> um so how, how did you so was that your first kind of introduction into kundalini how did you then well as well i didn't even know i was doing kundalini yoga my first i had a little chill room um in our house I say I used to because our children have taken it over as their chill room. And uh, so I'm very sad about that, <laughs> but I have to let that go. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I used to spend hours, you know, when I had hours to spend, I used to sit in meditation and I came across some meditations. Um, this uh, Guru Guru Wahi Guru Guru Ramdas Guru. Oh, and, oh, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And a few of the ones that I didn't even know what I was doing, to be honest with you, but I was really open and I was like, I just try anything, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. It's like, just do it. And I did um, these practices. And uh, again, I just start having huge shifts and changes. And um, I started, I really, it was after the birth of my first son, Sean, that I, that I just said, right, that's it, I'm doing the training. So I ended up doing the happy yoga training. Because um, Kundalini Yoga wasn't really in Ireland at the time. Well, I didn't know of it at the time. Because yeah. um, we barely had internet at the time. Jeez, I'm showing my age now. <laughs> but it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't out there. So when I did my training in the Happy Yoga, again, I had these crazy experiences that just really, I suppose, spiritual awakenings. Um, I had, I remember after one of my first classes in the training, I literally, it was like my whole body went really tight. And I couldn't move. I literally couldn't move. My mouth was was literally solid. It was like my whole nervous system just stopped. Everything just shut down. And I just curled into this ball and I couldn't move. And I started breathing in these really odd breath, breath um, sequences that I had no idea. Like I didn't learn them. So it was like something innate just started coming out. Yeah. And that lasted. I, I started moving. My body started moving. Just literally... Um, it was like a spiritual awakening, but it was just, I didn't know what was happening to me at the time. I was such, I was going with it. Um, and I remember afterwards, I was like, what the hell? It would took about an hour, about 45 minutes. I remember it was about 45 minutes. Well, I don't remember. So I, 
you know, I felt like it was only about five or 10 minutes, but it turned out it was, yeah, the best part of an hour. And my teacher was with me. So he just kind of held the space and let it happen. And afterwards, um, yeah, I just was like, what the hell was that? So I suppose I did a lot of researching and looking up and trying to find, figure out what it, what it was, what happened. Yeah. So I suppose my understanding of it now, looking back, was that, yeah, I suppose it was the Kundalini energy, that raising of the energy that happened and awakened. Um, and you kind of think when that happens, that's it. Life is set now. I'm good to go. I'm going to be amazing. Everything's awakened. And no, <laughs> life kind of takes a whole other level and you go through lots of other things, you know, that way it's like you, I suppose it just opens you up in a different level of awareness. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, that was a, my first kind of real huge, big shift and change that happened. And with my, you know, my inquisitive mind, as I say, I just, I tried to figure out what all of this was about. So yes, I came across Kundalini Yoga and but it wasn't until years later it was in 2010 that i actually did my training in kundalini yoga right. um, and that really do you know what the difference i suppose with hatha yoga i i spent a lot of time going up and out i very easily open up and it's like you i love flying up there and <laughs> you know experiencing that lovely beautiful light energy and the reality is and what i love about kundalini yoga is that for me, it created a really strong container for the energy. So whatever it was I was experiencing, I actually was able to bring back into my body and bring it back into the world because really we're not designed to sit in a cave and meditate and disappear. It's about becoming aware and really, really present in our lives as we are here. So it's called householder's yoga. So when you're doing it, it's about honoring the family or, you know, the community you're in, the people you meet, about being more present. And that's the gift that it's given me. It's given me that gift of being so much more present and um, more aware, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like Kundalini is quite an unknown yoga to a lot of people um because anybody i speak to about it, most people haven't heard of it before so how would you describe it to somebody who's listening who's thinking what are they even talking about what is kundalini yoga how would you describe it and how is it different to kind of the standard yoga that most people practice so the biggest uh, the biggest difference is the way you feel after the class that it really carries you. I'm not saying like, obviously all the other yogas, no matter what yoga you practice, and even it's just exercises or the gym, you always have a positive experience after it. But I suppose with Kundalini yoga there, it's quite specific. It's a scientific yoga. So it's based on stimulating the nervous system, the glandular system, and about bringing them into balance. So like I always think of, you know, all the experiences we have in life, all the memories of those are carried in our nervous system. And if we don't let them go, if we don't do something to bring our nervous system back into balance, we're carrying all those old memories. So when we do the practice of Kundalini Yoga, you're specifically stimulating the nervous system to let go on a deep level. So you're letting go of subconscious stuff. So if you're carrying fears, and you don't even realize them half the time, but you're carrying fears, 
I'll just give you an example. Like when I was in the, the yoga festival, there's a, a European yoga festival that happens in France every year. And uh, wow, I had a huge, huge breakthrough. Like I, I had a phobia of bees, of wasps, bees. Um, and I remember at the yoga festival, we did what's called the bite tantric. So that's where you would hold these. It's over three days and you would hold postures like you could have your arms up in the air and you could be maybe circling them or chanting something and you would do this for like 62 minutes oh my gosh and yeah holy gosh is right so the first five or ten minutes you're like what am i doing <laughs> this is nuts but then you get to the end like eventually you you keep going now this is obviously a lot different to a normal class. So don't worry, if you're going to normal class, you wouldn't be experiencing this. But this is just specifically in the white tantric in the, in the yoga festival. But I remember after the three days, I literally, my phobia was gone. I sat down to eat dinner and this bee came along and landed on my big toe. And normally no bee ever gets anywhere near me because I'm normally gone out of the vicinity if I see it. So it landed on my toe and I was like, oh, I was thinking, okay, maybe I'm just in this altered state and, you know, it's okay. And maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and it'll be gone. But actually, no, it literally cleared it. So that's how powerful it can be that it goes into the subconscious and it begins to clear at that level. So it can be really, really powerful to clear. But it can be very gentle too. So it's not like it's going to be massively opening. You know, you can do lovely, lovely kriyas that um, help to soothe the heart. You know, so it's not all just stimulating and opening. It can be very soothing and calming and bring a real deep sense of peace. Like I would do a lot of work with people around anxiety, stress, depression. Um, and it's so hugely beneficial to, to calm, to bring that sense of calm and to soothe the nervous system again is really key for the for the practice yeah absolutely i've done i've never been to a kundalini class in person because there's not really many in edinburgh so i've done a lot online and that's why i always feel like depending on the type of classes that that i do but i either feel like so energized and like just like i can feel my body like vibrate and after the class like i'm so energized or i just feel like so chilled out um, as, and, and as it's an instant effect and you know even just from like going to normal yoga I go to yoga most days um, and I always feel great after that but kundalini is just like another level of it and it's and it, it just feels so much more powerful mm. um, and I was I've been doing now I might say this wrong so I'm gonna say it okay. <laughs> this is it the soba kriya oh wow that's a powerful one. So, Prosperity, yeah. break it on. <laughs> so I never, you have to do it for as 40 days. Yeah. For the 40 days because I got sick and I missed a day and then you have to go back and start again if you yeah. miss Oh, so now I'm waiting for my sickness to clear so then I can like go back and start it again. But even though it's only 15 minutes long, it's so hard because... For most people, they probably won't know, but there's one part of it, and you know, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's, five, it's five different parts, and for yeah. each part is three minutes long. So you, you're doing um, some type of movement. You're sitting down through it all, but you're chanting a lot or or singing 
um, some of these kind of chants that you're doing and there's one part and it's a part where your your hands are like up and it's almost yeah. like lassos with you <laughs> and my yeah. arms were dying screaming <laughs> three minutes <laughs> so I felt like you could it's so powerful at the end of it oh yeah and, and have you have you experienced any changes with that so I done, I think I done five days. So I done. Okay, so you were literally just getting into it. Long. So I feel like I done five days, and I got sick, and I missed a day, and I was like, oh, no, I can't believe I missed a day. So I'm like, right, I'm waiting until, until I'm feeling better, and then I'm gonna get dive back into it and commit to the forty days. Because I've heard Brilliant. a lot about how powerful that is for bringing more prosperity into your life. Have you done it before? The Sobag, yes, I have. Yes. It's um, no, I didn't do a four today for the the Sobag Kriya. I did other ones. There's a prosperity meditation, and in actual fact, I'm doing a Facebook Live every day for the month of October. So this is my last day of yes. the live Facebook, and it's for it's called Head into Heart Awareness, and it's for. Uh, mental health awareness so it was mental health awareness during the month of October so this is in support of aware um, and today like we've done a lot of work around releasing fears and um, coming into a state of calm relaxing anxiety and today's one I feel like we've done so much work on all that clearing because very often when we when we try to bring in prosperity or we think of prosperity it's like bring in bring in bring in more but in actual fact, it's really good sometimes to clear what we no longer serves us. So if you're carrying fears, particularly if you're thinking around prosperity, so obviously it's not always around the financial aspects of life. It's obviously every part, every energy in life. It's not just financial. So it's really good to clear um, if you are carrying fears or mental blocks around money or you know bringing that type of prosperity into your life it's really good to clear and then when you build prosperity it's like you have released fears on a level that you now welcome it in because i remember when i started doing a kriya like that um it was the ganapati kriya and it was about breaking through those subconscious old subconscious beliefs and blocks and really really powerful and what i realized it wasn't that i started making loads of money <laughs> but actually what it did was for me uh, it actually put the, there was like, a, I just remember, I think it was around day 25 or something like that. And I remember just going, oh my God, that attachment to receiving money, you know, those fears were like, oh God, I just don't have enough. I don't have enough, you know, and those fears of like, I just, I won't, I'll never have enough. That literally dissolved. It was like, it just went, you know, when you carry something for so long and it's in you and it's part of you and you think, um, you, you know, you don't even realize it's part of you. Yeah. But when it's gone, I, I remember, I just remember kind of going, oh my God, like, I just don't have that fear anymore. It's just gone. And it doesn't matter. I feel okay, you know, whether I have money or don't have money. And it was like, that just dissolved. And that is is nearly more powerful. Yes, it's wonderful to have this inflow of, prosperity and abundance in your life, financially, love, romance, health, wealth, you know, in all aspects of your life. But I guess the, the practice of gratitude is huge in, in, in really to acknowledge what you already have in your life. 
because sometimes it's like we're trying to reach out and get more, get more, get more. And we actually forget what we actually do have in our life. I know it was something that I wrote about in my book, Reclaiming the Wounded Soul, um, was that practice. It was something that I realized that I, you know, when you're in a lot of pain or when you're in anguish or your anxiety, you really get locked into this place of, I don't have enough. I, you know, you pick out all the things that are bad in your life and you batter yourself up around what you don't have. Just sitting every day and realizing, oh my God, I'm just so grateful for this, you know, for what it is you have already have in your life. That's huge. Then when you begin to do the prosperity meditation, then you start to bring in, it's like the universe goes, okay, she realizes that she has this and responds to that, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's so beautiful. It just makes it so much more powerful, I suppose, than, than coming from a place of lack where you feel, I don't have enough. Let's do this, you know, for 40 days and let's get more. It's like really, I'm not saying don't do because it's so powerful, but just to come from a place of that you are already full is, is just so much more powerful and empowering, you know, energy of that, um, of gratitude to be able to be grateful for what we have. But like in the, the last, that's what I've been doing on this 31 days that I did throughout October, doing this Facebook Live every single day. Today, I've decided to do a, a prosperity meditation because I feel, you know, we've done so much work on, on clearing um releasing fears and anxieties and it's just so important i suppose to to recognize to clear them but also to recognize that it's okay then to to you've set up the space so it's it's a wonderful way to bring that prosperity and energy into your life you know yeah so will people be able to go on to your facebook page and start from the beginning of the 30 days at any point are all the videos going to stay up there yeah yeah they're all up there now at the moment so every day is literally a three-minute practice so they're all different practices. So some of them are physical, some of them are just breathing, meditation. So they're all different. It's a real mix of things. My, my thing doing it is, again, what we were talking about at the beginning, that, that idea that we don't always have an hour or an hour and a half to dedicate to practices. So to find a power practice that you can work in three minutes to shift your state, you know, yeah. get you into a focused state and set you up for your day. That's what I love. Everyone can find three minutes in their day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we, do you know what? We look after our bodies, we get up, we tend to our evolutions, we cleanse ourselves, we, you know, make ourselves look beautiful on the inside, outside. So it's like, what are we doing to tend to the mind? What are we doing to set ourselves up to that right, you know, headspace for the day? You know, like that's how you people like forget about and they don't um do any work on is the mind and then that's how you can get you know I mean I don't know if you know my story but I had like lots of kind of diseases and um one of the worst things for me was the fibromyalgia I had and that that and I personally think that that was all because of what was going on in my mind and all this negativity and everything I had going on that I like manifested that into my life through my mind and when I started to find out more about mindset and meditation yoga um, that all helped me so much to just clear all these like thought negative thoughts I had and 
as a result like I don't suffer from that anymore so nice. yeah and I bet so many people do, you, your mind because it's almost this invisible thing you know you, you, you don't see it they don't put in the work to to look after it but it's just as probably if not more important than it's I think it's like the number one thing that you need to work on and make sure you're keeping healthy oh absolutely and you know what it's really the the essence of of what I love to teach is that turning back towards yourself like that authentic um connection to yourself so you know when the more busy we get the more we shift into that mind you know when you start thinking about what is it I should be doing and you know you try to figure it out from the head level and that just never really works so well and the gift is and that's really the disconnect that happens so that inner knowing we all have that you know some people are better at it maybe than others but we all have that intuitive intuitive self that part of us that knows in our gut level what it is we need to be doing or where we need to go and listening to those kind of whispers from the soul it's not about this massive big oh god's going to come into your room and go yes you're the chosen one and this is your destiny and you know and you're like yay no it doesn't happen like that i kind of wish it would but it's really about every day tuning in to that energy within you and and listening in so recreating that connection so the disconnect happens when we try to go from the head level all the time and figure things out from the head but when we create that space every day that gift of just slowing down calming down turning back towards ourselves, then we begin to reconnect with that inner voice that inner truth that is from within ourselves you know and i suppose that's for me i think that's huge because it's something that um i suppose after the traumatic birth that i experienced I completely split from that and I just, I couldn't, I didn't want to go in. I didn't want to listen because it was too painful. Um, And because of that, I created even more pain in my life. So it was really only when I started to turn back towards that, that connection, that, that deeper soul level connection, that life started to flow again, you know? How long did it take you to kind of from, so you had a traumatic birth experience and then from that, how long did it take you to kind of get back to where you're at now? <laughs> you know, it's a lifelong process, right, Sam? <laughs> it doesn't just happen in a day. It was kind of a lot of little things happened to start to build. I mean, when I lost that connection, when I, I just did, I, my faith just went out the window because everything I believed, everything I knew through the yoga and meditation was gone that i lost access to it because i was so traumatized that i just you know when you go through a trauma all you want to do is shut down shut off the experience and curl into a ball and just not activate it at all and i suppose the thing with yoga meditation that's what that's what you're doing is you're opening up to what's there so it was just such a great fear for me and I was so afraid. So I suppose I did small little things um, and in the book I call them the soul rainbows um, because they're, they're, I don't know if you know Maya Angelou, she's just a gorgeous, gorgeous soul and she spoke about soul rainbows and that energy of, you know, no matter how dark the cloud is, there's always some little rainbow in it. 
And for me, uh, on my journey through kind of getting well again, I found little things I could do. So I'm talking about so small and minute. It seemed huge for me at the time. Simply getting up and going out for a walk in nature was huge because I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to go out to the world. I just wanted to try and keep myself safe and my baby, my new baby, and two other kids as well. I just wanted to feel safe. Um, and I just did little things. So it started with going back out into nature, breathing, you know, just taking breaths. Um, I had to um, do physio as well because I'd broken both my arms when I was eight months pregnant. So that left me, you know, immobile. <laughs> so I had to do physio. So there was kind of those type of things. But mentally, I... I got myself into such a state that I didn't want to talk about it, but I knew that I needed to reach out. I knew that I had to get help, professional help, you know? So I did end up going to therapy and um, that helped that, I suppose, again, going back through the yoga meditation for years, it was like, I figured it out. It was all, I could figure this out, you know, everything could be solved through yoga and meditation yeah. and it has done a lot i'm not going to put it down like it has absolutely given me a lot of knowledge and wisdom but for me in that moment i realized i can't carry this alone this is not you know i need to bring this into relationship in order to heal it in order to understand it and heal it so that's where i suppose my journey began kind of doing that work and um, just getting that support yeah. So that was huge. Again, just small little things like going for walks, breathing, you know, setting up my space at home, reaching out, getting help, but realizing that there's a moment where you need to make a choice. I think that was the, the biggest thing for me that I realized was that I needed to make a choice. You have a choice to stay stuck. Like choice doesn't happen over six months or a year. It's kind of like in a moment you decide, I do not want to stay like this anymore. And your choice is to stay like this or do something that will shift you in a, in a, you know, a direction that will bring healing for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you? <laughs> I had so many questions from that part. Yeah. So what led you on to writing about your experience with this all? Because that's what your book is all about, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> it was one of those things I really didn't want to write it because I knew it would bring all the stuff up. Yeah. And then there's the other part where it's like, well, this isn't, you know, there is, yes, it's part of, partly to kind of, to say it. It's like this, uh, Maya Angelou, um, the cage bird sings and she says, um, there's nothing more painful than the, the holding of a, an untold story. I've probably completely messed that quote up, but it's something like that where you're just holding on to a story inside and it just becomes very painful. So I suppose writing about it helped to, to just get it out of, of me and put it outside of myself. But the other part was that really drove me was that um, I knew that I had come through so much and I had kind of, I suppose, reconnected with myself and my own wisdom. And that feeling was just so, oh God, it was like coming home again. And for me, I just wanted to be able to, to help other people that are maybe struggling, that are stuck in a place of depression or anxiety, just to let them know that there is hope, that it's not, this is it, this is me for life. You know, I have to be driven by 
my anxiety or my depression that actually no you can start to take control of that that you there are things you can do and um, you know kundalini yoga is a massive part of that but there's also lots of other things that you can do as well so you don't have to stay at home you don't have to stay stuck in that you know constant painful place yeah and i think it's good that you can take this you know traumatic experience that you had and turn it into something positive where you are helping other people um who might be going through similar things or just even if it's not the same kind of experience but something hard in their life and how they can heal from that as well and i feel like that's why you know we get put through the things that we get put through so we can learn and grow from it and then share that with others yeah you're absolutely right sam i mean i'm um, when I first experienced it, I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking, you know, what did I do that was so bad? How did I make this happen? Because I suppose you, well, that's for me anyway, I kind of blame myself. It's like, what did I do? What in my life, what karma did I create to have this happen to me? I think that's why I lost my faith. It was like, oh my God. And I just didn't want anything to do with yoga and meditation. It was like, this is just, you know, this is where it leads me why would I do it, do you know? And um, so I really lost faith. But I suppose I, I did, again, I built little baby blocks, you know, little baby things, that I, little baby steps that kind of helped me reconnect. Because I, again, the gift of getting well is to be able to share and help others. So even if it's just one person that hears the story and says, oh my God, okay, you know, maybe this could happen for me. And it's like, yes, it absolutely can. Yeah. but it is your choice because it's, a, it's fu the funny thing when you're in this you know there are so many things that can help you you know that there's so many therapies and your family everybody loves you and they want you to get well but if you're not ready you just it can't you're stuck so it really has to happen from you you are the person that can make that happen I know I was talking to a friend the other day about she after the birth of her first child she had suffered depression and she had spent like three days in bed with a duvet over the head like yeah i know that place and she her husband came in he didn't say anything but he just put his two arms underneath her and lifted her up and put her in the shower and she didn't fight it and she was kind of what's he doing and she just stood in the shower and it was like you know that feeling of just water flowing down over it, it just shifted her a little bit. I'm not saying it healed her or didn't, but it just shifted her out of that space. And it, it enabled her to be able to, you know, maybe do a few little things and just build on that. So that's the gift of uh, like you making the choice. It's having those two arms that, that lift you up and you make that choice to kind of move forward into the world again. Like your family love you and with depression you get, very locked into your body you think that nobody understands you everything is a fog you can't think straight and when you actually start to shift and move outside of this you begin to I suppose release those that those feelings and you invite in other people into your life again yeah you know yeah no I totally understand um because like Emily's been through a lot of kind of similar things as well um 
you know we've all been through these kind of experiences with our health and 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 we've brought we've came out the other side and then we're helping others with it yeah beautiful yeah now and see that like something positive is coming from all of that which is great absolutely um so i think i went through i think you actually answered so many of my questions just on how you've been speaking, which has been great um um one question i was going to ask you which is maybe a bit of a selfish question but is there a specific kundalini kriya that can help me recover quicker from the flu <laughs> <laughs> well as i said earlier anything to do with the breath so it's it's the yeah. lungs the nervous system that you want to re-strengthen so a lot of the arm stuff actually the like there's a lovely one just even kind of stretching your arms up and doing breath of fire so just stretch your arms up you know up over the head not directly up just out a little bit and just do breath of fire so that will open up the lungs the shoulders any kind of upper body movement is lovely. So it'll get into, I mean, there's, there's definitely a Kriya that I can get for you that will help to kind of build your nervous system. But right now you're probably very clogged up. So any kind of arm movement is lovely because it'll open up the flow between the heart and the head. Mm -hmm. And breath of fire, absolutely okay. breath of fire. Do plenty of breath of fire. <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh yeah, you have given us um, a Kundalini workout as well that we're going to be putting up on the tribe for our members. So that's exciting for our members to try try out some Kundalini. Yeah, brilliant. Thank brilliant. you very much for that. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, okay, so I've just got three kind of like getting to know you questions. Um, sorry, four um, that I'm just going to ask you just now. So what is your favorite either yoga pose or Kundalini Kriya? So one of my fallback kriyas that I do, it's called to master your domain. And I love it because it gives me the strength, I suppose in the work that I'm doing and um, getting my focus on and get, giving me that kind of the will and the strength to keep on going, it does exactly that because it works a lot on the core and um, core strengthening. So you do like seven minutes of leg lifts and loads of power breaths, you know, breathing through the mouth. And then you do the frog pose, which is like, you know, a little bit like squats, you're up and down. You do 52 of them. And then you're doing like 15 minutes, the arms are up and down. So there's a lot going on in it. <laughs> really empowering. So when you do that practice, it just blows you open and just, you feel so empowered after it. So I love doing that. That's kind of my fallback. But I have um, meditations that I do daily as well. So I have practices that I've been doing. There's one that I've been doing for about a year and a half now. Um, on the fifth chakra. So that's, yeah. Do you know what I love about Kundalini Yoga is that there's always a practice that fits for whatever you're going through. So again, if it's, yeah, I need to strengthen my core. I need a little bit of you know, a little bit of kick up the backside to get me going. There's Kriyas that can give you that energy to, and focus to, to get you and shift you into that space. So that's what I love about Kundalini Yoga. You know, you don't have to sit in your mat and go, oh, I don't know what to do today. Mm. You know, it kind of gives you exactly what you have to do. That's amazing. I, I've done that frog pose that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. So hard. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even get through it all. It was really hard. <laughs> but I suppose the more you do it, you get build strength really, really fast. When you do it, you build really fast. Yeah. So keep doing it. <laughs> um, okay. So the fav your favorite book that you have read this year? 
Oh, I read during the summer. I, do you know what? We had summer holiday and I read about five books. It was just so great. But a beautiful book that I read is called Choice by Edith Eager. Um, and she wrote this book. She's a survivor of the Holocaust. And it was just incredible. It's just a really, a really heart-centered book. And again, it's difficult to read, but really powerful. So yeah, I highly recommend that. Amazing, thank you. Um, and your favorite country that you have visited? New Zealand, um, definitely, yeah, love New Zealand. We, we did a big trip. Um, we were very blessed, myself and my husband, to go on this trip prior to children. <laughs> so we went on a year trip and did lots of countries and did lots of camper vans in countries. And I have to say, New Zealand was fantastic. I suppose it's a little bit like Ireland. I know that sounds sad, probably a bunch of different countries. Surely you want something different. But I suppose it was just more dramatic, though. It was beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and lots of sports. We love the outdoors. So there was lots of stuff to do. Bungee jumps and um, the, uh, what you call it, the rafting. And it was just brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Oh, you and you done a bungee jump there, didn't you? Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> never again. <laughs> really? Never get again. Do you know what? It was really good to do it. Huh? That would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> really? <laughs> Are you afraid of heights? Yeah, I'm petrified. I, I, uh, uh, I did a skydive because oh. my biggest fear is falling from heights. So I did oh a skydive. Yeah, of course you would, because that's yeah. your biggest fear. It's my biggest fear. <laughs> and it was horrific. I would never, ever wow. do anything like that again. Were you wobbly for about two days after? Yeah. I, can't, I yeah. don't know why I did it to myself. I keep daring myself to do something <laughs> I'm scared of. No idea why. Oh, my God. Because I remember after, that, after doing the bungee jump, because it was one of the highest in New Zealand, and you're in this cable car in the middle of a valley, and you're looking down, and you can't even see the bloody river. That's right down. You can't even see it. But I, I didn't even look down. I was just kind of going, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And I had all these guys behind me. And, uh, you know, of course, when you have a big load of guys behind you, and you're the only girl, you're going to have to keep it up for the girls. So I was like, okay, I can do this. So I just remember diving. The guy was saying, see that tree over there? And it was miles away, but it was like, see that tree, dive towards us. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. So I dived and I was like, yay. And then I just literally looked down and was like, Ooh! and it was like, my breath was taken away. My whole, everything just left my body. I, oh my God, I'll never forget the feeling. But it was afterwards, I remember seeing a photograph afterwards and my eyes were about two foot wide, you know, that kind of fear look, ah, and uh, it was the one and only time that I drank whiskey. I have never drank whiskey in my life. And I was just, I couldn't stop shaking after it. So I was like, okay, give me some whiskey. <laughs> uh, did it help? No, but I was literally shaking for about two days after. It was mental. So yeah, I won't do it again. But great to have had the experience. <laughs> You're right, Emily. things like that sound like a great idea. And I'm quite like adventurous. Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, like I'll do it, and then when it gets to the doing, that's when I start to freak out a bit. But I'll still do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll do that one day. <laughs> you will. You will. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the last question is: What are the top three things that bring you the most joy? Oh well, my family are absolutely number one there. My my kids are just amazing. I mean. It's one end of the scale or the other, isn't it? <laughs> There's so much joy. It could be so much, oh my God. But no, absolutely. Oh gosh. Um, 
yeah, number one joy. And my number two would be, I absolutely love hiking. So again, it's something we do as a family is, is to go hiking. And especially this time of year as well, I absolutely love the colours. You know, when we go around, we go to Glendalough or Lockdown, and absolutely gorgeous colours. So I love that. Um, and number three, it has to be yoga, right? And I'm not saying that just it is. It brings me great joy. It, it does. It absolutely does. I love it. I love teaching. I did a, um, we were at a Kundalini yoga gathering at the weekend and there was about 100 people there, but I was teaching a workshop there and it was just, oh, I just love, oh, I just, that joy. It just brings me great joy to bring people into a space that I know I can get myself into, but to be able to give that to other people, that just, yeah, that buzzes me up. Absolutely brings me great joy to do that. Amazing. So you're living your purpose and your passion. Yeah, big time. Exactly. <laughs> so if you want to let people know like where they can find you, what like you have, if you have like any courses or anything on offer just now, and we'll also yeah. have links in the show notes where you can let them know where to find you. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing the Authentic Flow course, which is starting next week. So you can sign up on yogasoulacademy.com. And there's a link there to the course, the online course. Um, so it's a, an online course that helps you kind of connect in. We were talking about that during the show, is that connection to that divine source from within ourselves, you know, that turning the, the energy of compassion and love towards ourselves and letting go of fears and blocks. So whatever it is that's blocking you and releasing those and finding that deeper connection within ourselves. So that, um, that's going to be launched now next week. So definitely really highly recommend to sign up for that. Uh, I also teach classes. So if you're anywhere, in, anywhere around Dublin, I teach in the Danny Yoga Center, my own yoga center here in Dublin. So you're absolutely more than welcome to log in there and catch me here if you're even over on a holiday. Of course, Emily and Sam, more than welcome <laughs> if you're over this way. <laughs> yeah, I, I really yeah. want people to a yoga and Kundalini yoga class in person. Is it a lot, is it different than being just uh, online? Yeah. Is it completely different energy? Yeah, I mean, look, it's lovely to have your own practice every day. Absolutely. But the real power and energy of this is, is in community, is in connecting with others so when you go to a class there's just such a powerful energy and do you know what, what's beautiful about it and I was teaching that as well it's like there's there's times where you just don't feel so good and maybe you can't really feel like you can carry yourself but when you're in a group that energy carries you and it, it just gives you that lift because when you're on your own at home and you're just not feeling it you know there's then that buzz but when there's the music or the energy of the group you kind of just get carried with it so it really is it is a lovely experience, you know, it really is. So I highly recommend it. So get your ass over here <laughs> and get a class. <laughs> or join me online and you can do a class online <laughs> with the group. I'm definitely going to check out your, um, the things you've been doing on your Facebook page. Yeah, the Facebook. Today is the last day. So I'll be doing, as I said, that prosperity meditation. So it's the Lisa, Lisa Burke is, the, is my Facebook. And then there's a link to Yoga Soul Academy page. So it's on that. But yeah. That'd be great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. That's been a great... Oh, it's been a lovely pleasure to speak to you guys. It really has. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. If you love being part of the tribe, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment or leave a five-star review. And we will be back to you next week for more Tribe Talk.
If you love being part of the tribe, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment or leave a five-star review. And we will be back for you next week for more Tribe Talk.